This is Daylight and Moonshine with me, Bedtime G. I'm sitting here in my PJs. <laughs> and I got my homegirl, Vanity, riding shotgun with me again tonight. So it's definitely going to be a fun episode. And today's topic will be when the seeds were planted. And just to break that down a little bit, um, it's it's really simple, you know. So we're going to break down, um, you know, basically in childhood and everybody's childhood, a lot of things are planted there. A lot of seeds are planted in childhood and it, it kind of blooms into something at some point. And some of us are still walking around with those now full trees of something. Is it positive? Is it negative? Is it something that we don't realize we could just chop down and get rid of? We're going to unpack all of that in today's conversation. So stick with us. We're going to have a good talk. Welcome back to the damn podcast, y'all. Episode 12. And like I said, I got the homegirl vanity with me. You don't get offended by that, right? What? The homegirl vanity. No. I don't know, man. People are so touchy, man. Yeah, I gotta, no, just, I gotta... don't, just don't call me somebody else's name. That's all. Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> the homegirl part. Touchy. <laughs> Ow. All right. Welcome back to the damn podcast, y'all. Episode 12. Welcome back to the damn podcast, Vanity. It is fantastic to have you here again. We had a, a great, great response from the last episode we did. And um, I'm sure this one will get the same response. How you feeling? I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm just trying to ride this retrograde the fuck on out. Retrograde whooping your ass? Yeah. Got you bent over, huh? Uh, no grease. No grease. No Vaseline, no nothing. Woo! I, um, you know, I, I had, I wanted, it wasn't, it wasn't the last one. It was like the one before last. It was my, t- the first, because I think it was two last year, right? Mercury retrogrades. It was way more than two. For Mercury? Yeah. Well, the, the very first one, did me well like i was i like to say riding a wave i was surfing my ass off that wave um from the retrograde to there was a couple retrogrades that i something came up to the surface i uh acknowledged it of course you know i get heads up from shameless plug from you know the the, the terror readers that i watch regularly mm-hmm. Men, menopon and baba jolie um and if you got some people that you watch regularly please feel free to shout them out but that allowed me to get like a heads up on what to expect Mm -hmm. 
and then read certain things about how this retrograde will specifically affect your sign. It gives you a head start. And when I saw the stuff coming to the surface, I rolled that wave. I um I actually usually enjoy retrogrades. Yeah. And I usually get stuff back. Like, I mean, it's a retrograde. So things are brought back up. But also things that are lost are found. Yeah. So for me, I find you know, most of the time I find myself and I come back to me Yeah. or money comes back to me from places. I didn't even know I had money in just, I find things. I actually do very well in most retrogrades. This one, not so much. And I just, I feel the pull to like get back into negative patterns. Mm. And I haven't felt that pull in years. Like year, like I'm like, oh, I want to call so and so. Um, I want to eat twelve cookies. Yeah, I want to. I'm like, no, you don't. No, we worked this out. We talked about this. We we we, we mixed this. No, we didn't. It's coming back. No, do not engage. Do not engage. Do not engage. So it's been a little rough for me. I definitely, I definitely felt that. I I felt that the whole. <laughs> talking yourself out of making a phone call yeah um i just had i had a carrot cake last night and what the hell did i just eat a um an ice cream bar i don't even rock like that yo like sweets is not my thing well like two days in a row like you know yeah i get it i totally get it i totally over get it over it yeah but other than that I can't complain too much. Absolutely. And, you know, for the listeners, if if you're not really familiar with the retrograde or you your info comes from television, when people kind of take a poop on it and act like it's the worst thing in the world, please do some research yourself. Do some research, read up on it, and uh, really get the real lowdown. This is not what this episode is about. So we're not going to go in depth and, you know, about what retrograde is and all that stuff, but it is very interesting if you're into astrology and planetary alignments and the moon and stars, sun, all that stuff. It is, it is a really interesting thing to learn about. And Mm -hmm. for those of you that know about it, I'm I'm pretty sure you already feel it like on, on that level. Like, yes, you prepare for it. You, do all the you know necessary things so yeah take advantage of the the tide if you will absolutely it's it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's if you great. believe in that kind of thing you know everybody don't so yeah absolutely so moving on to the subject to the topic at hand um where the seeds were planted and this is my favorite phrase my favorite phrase it's a lot to unpack with this topic. <laughs> I love saying that because it there's few phrases or like just a couple words, sentences that to me completely describes what the hell you're trying to say. Yeah, or what you're actually about to do. Yeah. It's a lot to unpack, says yeah. everything you need to say about a not even a difficult subject, but it's just like you picture yourself unpacking and shit like, yeah. you know, 
It is. Like it is picking up this heavy ass suitcase, throwing yeah. it on the bed, opening it up, pulling everything out. You got your. You say you just came back from the trip. You got your clean yeah. clothes that you didn't wear. You got your dirty clothes. Dirty clothes. Well, yeah. I only have clean because I don't travel with dirty clothes. And you wash them before you come back. Yeah, because I'm. Um, yeah, because I'm OCD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Say it loud. OCD Say it proud. proud. <laughs> That's right. I need to wash and dry it with access. Mm-hmm. Hey man, I'm not. I'm not shaming you at all. <laughs> I'm shaming myself. <laughs> but yeah, you got to sort everything out. You got to go through it. Then you got to put everything away. Then you got to store the suitcase. Yeah. Sometimes you leave stuff in the suitcase. And then you're looking for it. You got to go back in the suitcase. Damn, did I take that out the suitcase? Because you need it for something else. Sometimes okay. you throw away some stuff that you bought that you didn't even want while you were on vacation. I don't think I ever did that. Well. Definitely. What they do that? What am I at? gonna do with this? What am I gonna do with this? You do that? Why did you do that? Yes. What they do that at? Uh, I had started a minimalist challenge to get ready for tiny living. So every time I bring something in, I have to get rid of something else. Yeah, I, I kind of do that. I do that. I, I, um, I, I like. I really, really do it. I do it without the heavy commitment. You know, right. and I, I don't I don't like to go tit for tat with the, the stuff, but definitely when I get something new, something's yeah. gotta go. Some gotta go. I got a lot of shit that I'm holding on to for the sake of holding on to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I know I'm not gonna wear this. This has been in the closet for years. I haven't worn it. I don't want to wear it now, but I want to get rid of it. <laughs> it might be well, all I'll, I'll be might be all orange party. Might may need to go to a horse party, so I'm gonna keep it. Now you sound like my sister. <laughs> how, could, how could I not need this black shirt? Because you have 12 other black shirts. <laughs> oh, but then you uh, end up with me like a, with a uniform. I wear yeah. the same thing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but now get, um, getting into the subject. Let's let's right. let's dive into let's it. Stay on, unpack it. Yes. So I would ask you, um, what what seed do you think was positively implanted in you? And I know we usually everybody usually starts with like negative, right? But I want to, and you know, the focus in the spiritual world really is on removing the negative, working with the shadow, all of that good stuff. I don't think we really talk about the good seeds that were yeah. planted in us. We like we we focus on so <laughs> much on the negative. You're right. Yeah. So what was a good seed that was put in your soil as a kid or young adult? I I definitely know it's on there. It is. And it's just to. um, This is just to kind of agree with what you just said. It's actually. Not hard. It's a bit challenging for me right now to sit and think about. I know it's something there, mm-hmm. but it's a bit challenging to think about. So I'm glad you asked that question. Um, give me a minute because I want to, I really want to pinpoint something that that was important for me and I kind of carry with me right now or, you know, still carry with me. Maybe you just brought something to the surface that um, that will be rekindled, you know, that I'm not using, but I did hold on to in a positive way. Let me let me mm-hmm. think for a minute, man. Um, one thing 
that pops up right away. And I don't even know where this would sit as far as where it is now mm-hmm. or what it turned into. But it brought my awareness to a very important place. So I don't even know. I'll, I'll just I'll start talking about it. And I don't even know where it sits now. When I was younger, my mom was like really into heavy into the Bible. Anybody has been listening for these 12, for these 12 episodes knows that even if they don't know my mom. Heavy into the Bible, we would stop on the street. People would randomly walk up to my mom, trying to holler at her. And, you know, be older guys. A lot of times it's like guys older than her. And they all had different approaches. They never, well, I wouldn't say never. There's some that were just not, normally not too aggressive, but mm-hmm. some of them were making known. They trying to holler yeah. at her. They would be flirting. And some of them would try to do the old friendly approach, you know. Um, so I remember more than one of the guys, after long conversations, they would sit and she would always redirect that conversation, wherever it was, back to the Lord, back to God. That's what it's, <laughs> oh, this conversation is going to end with, with God. I don't give a damn where you started from, where you went to high school, that nothing. It's going in with the Bible and God. But God. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there was a couple times where uh, a couple of the older guys would end, they would end the conversation. They would come over and speak to us. And I remember in detail and us being me and my brother, we're just in the cut playing while they talking for like what felt like two days. Um <laughs> They would come over to us and and um, shake our hands. What's your name, little man? Da da da. This whatever, man. You know, I see y'all over here playing or whatever. And I know you see me talking to your mind. I know a lot of guys try to talk to her too. Um, but you got a really good mom over there, and you got a really smart mom, and she's into God and all this stuff. I'm looking at y'all. Y'all well groomed. They would take the time to talk to us. Now, whether they was doing this. Yeah, to, just to get, impress her look good. Yeah. even more or they genuinely felt this way. I felt like what they were saying was genuine and I always knew when somebody was bullshitting me and some of them were bullshit, but specifically at least two of the guys did this. They spoke to us and they said, um, you got a good mom, watch over her, take care of her, protect her. You know, I see like they saw the way that we carried ourselves Cause I mean, though we were kids, we would run around and do crazy stuff, but we would never, you know how some parents, you know, get to talking or whatever, and their kids just yeah. go all run in. Run them up, yeah. yeah, run them up. Like we never did that. We we were very structured in our play, you know. What I mean, very disciplined, you know. Thanks to that uh, extension cord with the wires hanging out. Well, so, uh, <laughs> but it no, takes what it takes. It was she raised us well, you know. Also, but um. I, I, I very, very vividly remember those moments. And I think it was like the second time when I was told that I really kind of took it in. And um, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know where that sits now. Um, Maybe my really 
overwhelming sense of appreciation for women just in general you know I, I was raised by a single woman and um I saw her struggle I saw her hard work ethic I saw everything I saw her her tears when I wasn't supposed to bust in the room I saw her yeah. praying you know what I mean I saw it all I paid attention to all that that was my mom Right. And a lot of time I was just like kind of, you know, a witness to her, her whole journey as a young adult. Like I said, I, w- I was always in tune, even as a child, I was always in tune with what was going on, especially, you know, they say, you, you know, as a child, you're still grounding yourself in your parents grounding, you yeah. know. So if your parents aren't grounded, then you're just all over the place, too. And I guess that's those kids yeah. just running them up. So having a a parent that was completely grounded with a nice solid foundation allowed me to to stay grounded as a child, and um, like to to this day, and I try to instill that in my son. Um, I just have a an extremely strong, respectful, whatever you want to call it for for women in general, you know, women. And I, t- I just told my son this um, a few days ago. Women, to me, are the most precious things and the best thing that that God put on this earth. Yeah. You know, period. Nice. Like, yeah. Even over the tigers. I love some tigers. Y'all better than tigers. I put y'all a little bit above tigers. tigers a little above. bit? A little bit above. But y'all above. Just take the above. Don't take the, the little bit part. Just take the above. Y'all won. Y'all won. Okay. If I get a pet tiger, though. But no, seriously. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. My words are very basic today. I, you know, I can't find my words. But um, yeah, women are awesome, man. And um, I couldn't imagine life without what a woman brings to it. You know, but so, yeah, like I said, I don't even know where that sits at, but that was definitely something that was really positive that stuck with me. I'm sure something else going to pop up after the episode is over. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to, I mean, try to squeeze it in another me. episode. <laughs> as they should. How about, I just, mm. how about you? That was a great question. How about you? I, I wish I had more time to think about that. Yeah, see, I'm cheating. You know, I've been single, single for a long time. So I definitely already figured this out. Okay. Just because I had to learn how to shift my thinking from such a negative mindset. Yeah. And I and I was doing a lot of work on my dominant negative thought patterns and reading books and work uh, figuring out belief and where my beliefs came from. And um, how I put those together and why I weight one belief over the other and how my prioritizing of other people stopped me from taking care of myself. So in that process, gratitude practice was one of those I developed. So I can always find a reason why I'm not happy. But why am I happy? What do I like? What's going good? So for me, a positive seed 
that was implanted when I was younger was from my dad. He said, you do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. Mm. At the end of the day, that's all you got. And I know a lot of like old, old school saying um, all a man has is his word. And, his and I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> his word is balls and his bond. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a guy, but my dad. So I that eliminates the balls. That elim- Well, I got him right here. A little bigger than yours. <laughs> you got me faded. Definitely got me but, faded. <laughs> I mean, but that comes from me, like me being his oldest. I mean, he didn't have a firstborn son. So right. a lot of the things that he would do, he did them with me. I was the first one to learn how to drive. He taught me how to use a drill. He taught me how to use a hammer. My sister calls me his firstborn son as a joke because that's how tight we were. But um, yeah, he's all you got is your work. You do what you're going to say you're going to do when you go, when you say you're going to do it. And I feel like that was a lesson in accountability before it was popular. If I say I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. If I said I was going to do it, I'm going to do it. And he showed me that. And I feel like that was a solid seed that was planted. And my mother taught me the importance of cleanliness. Like bleach is an instant smell to me. Like when I smell it, all I think about is being safe in a clean surrounding at home. That's what bleach smells like to me. It doesn't necessarily smell like clean. It literally smells like comfort. It smells like Saturday and Sunday mornings because both of my parents worked. So when they were off work, all the things that they did, you know, that was my happy time for me um, growing up. So those are two positive seeds that I feel like germinated. And I feel like I'm such a a mixture of both my parents. Like, if I could split me down the middle, I'm half my mom, half my dad. And I feel like it should be that way. Absolutely, yeah. Like, they literally put their hands on me. They put their imprint on me when they were fertilizing me. It went, it was this, scoop of this, scoop of that, scoop of this, scoop of that. And I feel like it was um, a good sprout. Absolutely. For that one, yeah. I um want to reference... Uh, when I was uh, my old, my last job years ago, I went and it was the only time and I haven't been since uh, I went to like a team building sort of course. I was a supervisor and they sent uh, people from different departments into mm-hmm. you know, I try not to talk about specifically the job or whatever. Not I refuse to <laughs> give, in, give any love to a corporation or whatever. So I won't. But um, even the current one. So I will just say that uh, this sort of program, this team building program that lasts three days, uh, Rick Brandonetti was the motivational speaker or whatever. This was years ago. I still remember this dude's name. And it was all about the impact. And he says, Mm -hmm. in your life, people you encounter will have an impact on you. And it's up to that individual whether it will be a negative or positive impact but they will have an impact on you if they're around mm-hmm. you long enough. And that was really deep. Um, 
so that's what I thought about when you start talking about your parents. So I can kind of see where I missed a lot of things that I kind of picked up when I was an adult that my mom worked so much when we were young that she wasn't around for a lot of that sort of that, that influence, that, that, that firsthand influence when she was there, she was doing specific things, you know, because it was needed to be done. So, excuse me, because of work or whatever was going on, like um, it it was no regular routine really Mm -hmm. uh, as far as that goes. So, I didn't appreciate how important keeping your house mm. clean and everything being clean until yeah. I woke up the next day and I saw my work. I clean. I washed my dishes. Right. I woke up to an empty sink. I woke up to a clean bathtub. I woke right. up to a living room with with every single every pillow in place and nothing. You know, nothing shooken yeah. up. That's when I appreciated it. I literally stood in there like it was like you know that. That Christmas morning feeling when you're just standing around like, wow, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I was like, that's what it's about. So like when you or anybody else I know would like say stuff like that, I didn't get it. I didn't get the excitement about, okay, whether it's clean at night or in the morning or you do it in the middle of the day. What's, what, Whatever. What's the yeah. What's, right. what's the big deal? I didn't get it. Yeah. I didn't that- get it. Ritual is spiritual to me yeah. at this point. Like making my bed <laughs> is a whole spiritual experience. That's a Getting great feeling too. It is. Like fluffing up. My sister caught me. She was like, I need to record this. I was fluffing it up. And I sometimes I get lost in the fluff. And I'll just watch the wrinkles fall. It's something about seeing it come down in one piece. And that perfect leg, when you get that, the flick, and it just lands perfectly it's so satisfying see making the bed does nothing for me coming oh. home coming <laughs> home uh, i'll let you get your little roll on like yeah like let you get your shit out because he was feeling it but i'm that does absolutely nothing for me i can't stand doing that shit oh uh, or washing dishes or cleaning any damn thing unless it's <sighs> like a countertop but coming home to the made-up bed is what mm-hmm. does it for me every time and I'm always surprised. I'm like, gee, your lazy ass made this bed up. Like, I'm fine. Like, like it wasn't you. Like it wasn't me. It always felt like it wasn't me because this wasn't my, this was never my regular right. routine. Washing the dishes. I came home today. It was an empty sink. You know, <laughs> this was never my regular routine. So it always yeah. surprised me, but it, it's always like a pleasant surprise. Yeah. It's very pleasant. That's why I said, like, now I get it. For mm-hmm. me, it's not the it's not the doing, it's not the process, it's the receiving it on the other end. So I like to refer to myself as uh morning G and night G. <laughs> night night G, you know, he comes home, he's responsible, he stops at the store for morning G. Right. He, he gets morning G's lunch and he makes it the night before. Mm-hmm. So morning G cranky ass, when he wakes up. He's got a, a a made lunch. And it, do you know that there's times when I'm so tired, I, I knock out and then I wake up and I'm just doing my routine. I probably go in there for some water, some OJ or something. Yeah, like, you get well, your lunch together. Yeah, I'm like, well, damn, it's already lunch here. Like, I would literally forget that I made it for myself. I'm dead ass. Like, it's happened multiple times. I wonder if anybody oh else God. experienced that. 
Am I, I the can't only say one? That I do. I somebody, I somebody help me out. Somebody out there gotta no, gotta know somebody. That somebody is not me because it's too much intent. So when I do it, I I know I do that shit. Man, it'd be like I'm the, the, I'm the same way. Like, but you sound like you're describing your perfect spouse. Me, hell yeah. That's why I'm in a relationship with me right now. Shit. <laughs> you damn right. Oh, I love that shit. That's <laughs> but yeah, that's that's how I look at things. And that that morning G night G started when I when I really started to um when I really started to embrace the the relationship with myself, right. you know, that's when that that whole thing started. I, I I started talking about it as a joke, but it was definitely a real thing. Yeah, that's a real thing. Taking care of yourself is a real thing. Absolutely. And having the space to do so, having the time to do so, it's it's. I feel like it's very important. It is. If you if you watch if I watch you in your day, I would get to learn. Yeah. If I got to see Night G in action for morning G, I would be able to help you. If somebody watched me shop for myself, and when I make my little loop around the perimeter of the grocery store, come back up by the flowers, take time to stop smelling and pick some, just some like cheap three five dollar ones though, they'll know what to do. You're saying in terms of like a relationship. Yeah. Like if I was to watch you on your rituals and your process, it's to learn. I think people are so stuck on their own personal agenda. They don't take the time to do stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I agree. It's sad to say, and that's why you have so many failed marriages and relationships because people don't take the time to do just that. Yeah. I was like, so why do you want to be, this my friend was like, I, I think I'm really ready for a girlfriend. I said, well, what kind of boyfriend do you want to be? He was like, well, I know what kind of woman I want. I was like, this is a, this is about you. What do you plan to bring to that? And if she's thinking, what does she plan to bring to it? Y'all are being a mutual beneficial exchange. But if you go into it with your expectations on what you think she's supposed to be and what she's supposed to do and what she's supposed to solve, what does that have to do with you? With all of your energy focused on that receiving, what are you giving? There's no exchange there. When I tell you, anytime I get remotely close to just a conversation with somebody about something like that, all I hear is me, 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 when they talking. What they want you know, what they look for and all this stuff. Yeah. And that is, is such a turnoff for me. That's why I said, like, I'm nowhere, nowhere close <laughs> to, like, being with anybody. Like, I'm sorry, I'm nowhere close to it. I'm so trying to open my mind up to the fact that everybody hasn't done, not only arrogant shit, but a lot of people haven't done the work. A lot of people haven't been taught how to do their work. A lot of people haven't had time and space to do their work. So when I hear it, I'm like, uh, oh, hell no. I'm trying to not be so rigid and OCD about, oh, you haven't been single, single. Oh, you haven't um, figured out how you deal with stress. You haven't done this. You haven't done that. You haven't done that. Nope, nope. Can't apply to be so rigid. Because at this point, for me, I'm ready to get two cats, a shotgun, (laughs) Damn. Chocolate lab and two acres of land and call it a day. Damn. 
200 square feet. So I, um, I, I think I might be done. <laughs> I will be I will be honest. Sometimes you can come off like that. You can come off like that, you know, you checking off a list and all that. And you know what I mean? Like, that's another thing for me that is a complete turnoff. I feel like with all of that knowledge and even the experience that comes with it, introduce that to as many people as you possibly can. And maybe that shit will spread. You know what I mean? Yeah. As, a, as opposed oh. to, because like you said, there's so many people and it took a, it took a buddy of mine to tell me this. Um, I can't remember specifically what we were talking about, but it was like, basically like you, you know, your shit in like in certain topics you can't expect somebody else to be on the same oh, yeah. level as you. Like you, where you are with the single, single thing, you brought that to me. So you yeah. can't expect for somebody to like, oh. if you, if you come to somebody like and ask that question, mm-hmm. you already like, you know, like they blown away. Like how many yeah, this people were even. That's the first time we having this conversation. So for me, it's just, it's, it's wanting to be, um, in that space, because I told myself I wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't date another student. Because what ends up happening is the attraction that's there is more so friendly. For and who? then the attraction is there from them. They, they want to be my friend. For, for them. Okay. And then it turns into an, a, an appreciation and an admiration. And then it turns into something else. But what it should have always stayed was just at the friend teacher student level. There's a lesson here for you and me. But what, what's been my experience was they got the lesson and left me. So, you know, it sounds like you kind of <laughs> threw something up in your own in your own space that signals okay this is going to happen again, as opposed to just letting it organically happen the way it's going to happen. Because oftentimes the student becomes a teacher or at least equivalent. Yeah, there's something I can learn too. It is. So, But, but, if, you're, also, but if you're anticipating the, then that's true. you're not even given. I'm not, aware. Yeah, okay. I'm aware there was a problem. Absolutely. And I was also aware that I needed to not engage in anything. Until right. I sorted that out. Yeah. You know, fix fix that. You can't just, you you can't expect it. Same way driving, expecting it to get into an accident, you eventually will. Yeah. You manifest so it. Yeah. I worked through that shit in therapy. And at this point, I've worked through it. I know I need to be open to it going a different way. Just a little tired. That's all. Just a little from all of my unpacking. Yeah. I'm just sitting on bed now looking around the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't go on another trip yet. I ain't put everything away. So at this point, I've unpacked. The bag is empty. Yeah. Some of the stuff is put away. Some of the stuff is on my bed. I can't lay down and go to sleep until everything's off, though. So that's how I feel about it. That's, that will be the analogy of where I'm at. And it's, some, it's probably somebody... I can run into who has already unpacked. Right. Everything is up in there planning their next trip. 
I'm not at that point yet. And I know it's somebody that's further in the unpacking process than me. I know it's somebody whose bag is still in the corner. Right. From the trip two months ago. <laughs> yeah. And they went and bought some, they went and bought some new drawers and they ain't watched their old ones. Yeah. I've been that person too. I've been that person. I think and, we've all been that person. We've all once. been that person. Yeah, let's and, be honest with ourselves, yes, folks. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Put the suitcase away and forgot what was in there. You know what I'm saying? But at this point, I can't unsee that where somebody is or what I feel or what they've shown me where they are in their process or told me where they are in their process. And those are things that I would sometimes, and I'm not just talking about like romantic relationships. I'm talking about friendships. Like being a friend with another woman who has not unpacked her school age drama. She's going to bring it into a friendship. I'm like, you know, you're real snarky. It's real snippy. It's, and then you make a comment. And I'm like, that sounds unhealed. I'm not really going to put too much into this. That's real, man. That's real. I'm I'm at a place now in my life where, <laughs> just like you said, like you hit that shit on the head, like whether it's a friend, a coworker, or... A job. Yeah. Anything that that's that's in that space where like you're past that or whatever, I don't want to like have secondhand old shit that I've already you're dealt not with. Not bringing your bag in my room. Yeah, exactly. Thank it's you. enough shit in here. Yeah, it's enough. There's literally not- <laughs> a person un their their bag that's unpacked. They just want to <laughs> sit and store it in your space. No, you're not going to do that. No, you're not about to do that. You're dragging dealt- this shit all over the floor. You got shit falling out all over the place. Look, you left your shirt over there. Yeah. You going to go back and get it? People don't even realize that's what cheap is. Anywho, <laughs> you know, get your things together. Yeah. Get your things together. And I think we've got to all get to the point where we check ourselves. Like, oh, I can't go out. My room's a mess. Yeah. I don't need to buy another motherfucking thing. I got nowhere to put it. I don't need another suitcase. I can't take another trip. I'm depleted. I ain't got no money. Instead of doing all of these things that leave us emotionally um, and spiritually bankrupt and drained. But we have these experiences that we think are worth the collateral that we spend on them. But they're often not. They're not. And then we end up out of balance. So as far as like the, the unpacking and, and, but then that comes with seeds. Cause then you get to the bottom of the suitcase and you've got the sand from Hawaii. Those little small things make a difference. Positive and negative. And what people about, don't even know what seeds they have. So what about this? Let me pose this question to you. Um, and this may or may not fall in either a positive or negative category. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is in the middle. What was something that was a seed that was planted from childhood, early adulthood, teenage years, whenever it was, that ended up being one of or the biggest lesson for you? Because I look at lessons like life is full of lessons. That's what mm-hmm. it's about. I try not to look in terms of good or bad. I really do. Um, mm-hmm. 
huge lessons. You cannot, you cannot do anything to make me believe that when you get a huge lesson, when you get over that hump, you see it, you get it, and you get past it, it turns into a positive. Oh, you know what I mean? So is anything really negative? negative. You know what I mean? Per se. In that yeah. sense. You know, um, so what was what was something that that was potentially negative or positive or whatever? There was a seed that was planted that ended up being one of or the biggest lesson that you've had so far in this lifetime. Um, failing trigonometry in high school. And it was um, a terrible year. Father had personal issues. My grandfather was dying. Um, Spent a lot of time watching my mom, like, take treatment she didn't deserve. And being in school and failing, because up until that point, I had never failed at anything. And to be 16 and say you had never failed at anything, <laughs> you know, that's how I felt. Right. And I was very hard on myself. And I figured I was very responsible and I had been a perfect A student, all that stuff. But I ran up on something I could not charm my way out of, <laughs> like be a good girl my way out of. And I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't wrap my head around trick. I just, I just couldn't. And I had never been defeated. Never. There was never something I didn't do. I had already been working at a job for five years at 16. Five years. (laughs) Those employers, if I went to them today, they write me a letter. And they hired me at 11. Dead ass. So serious. So I've always been that way. So failing trig. I honestly contemplated suicide for the first time at 16 Uh because I had never felt anything in my life. But the payoff for that lesson, for that hump, came my senior year. Now, that was sophomore year that I failed. I I made it up, and I worked my way back into that scholar program I was in, Mm -hmm. and I was in calculus. And the teacher was so, she just didn't care. It was an AP credit course. She was a younger teacher. She would just show up sometimes, all that good shit. And I said, in the middle of her rant, because we weren't doing what we were supposed to do, but she hadn't been there in three weeks. I said, fuck this shit. God, I literally said, fuck this shit. And walked out of her class. Call like my you. mama. <laughs> Sounds like me now. But up until that moment. That wasn't you? No. Oh, my God. No. I was perfect. I'm about to say we lost you. Child, no. Um, But up until that moment, I was perfect. Like, I was perfect student. Even if I did bad, my teachers would give me good grades because it felt bad for me because I was such a good student. Did everything I was supposed to. I said, fuck this shit. And walked out of the class. Went downstairs and told the counselor, I'm not doing that shit no more. You can't get out of class. I said, my mama going to get me out of class. Call my mama. I said, mommy, you want $98 back? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to take AP. Do you need it to graduate? No. 
She came up there, got me out that class, got her money back so goddamn fast. Done. And that was the first time I realized that I could stand up and say, fuck this shit. Now the lesson came two years after the the experience. But releasing some shit that I had my hands on so tight, that happened kind of early for me. And I felt liberated in that moment when I was like, fuck this shit, close the book and got the fuck up. I don't have to put up with anything. I don't care who it's coming from. That's my choice. And I didn't even realize that that's what was happening at that moment right. until I was, you know, in my 20s thinking about shit like this. Yeah, reflecting, yeah. When was the first time I ever said, fuck it? <laughs> Like, when was that? That was that day. Never thought I would get there from failing, trig, and contemplating suicide at 16. Never thought I would be able to just say, fuck this shit. It's not important. And um, I think that a very, it's a lesson that has stayed with me. Sometimes I forget, but it's, it's, it's in there somewhere. It got it it that's a seed that's really deep and I try not to let it grow because it feels so uncontrollable. Like that's the mint in my garden. The fuck it is mint. And if you grow gardens, mint takes over everything. You grow mint, it grows like a weed. It smells good, all that good shit, but it will kill everything in your garden if you do not keep that shit under control. Yeah. Oh, but um, yeah, my fuck it is my mint, but it, I need it sometimes, you know, I do. Can't speak for everybody else. So that was a, that was something that ended up being um, good for me, failing like I did. That ended up being really good for me. Oh, that's deep. That is deep. What, what about you? Um, once again, um, you know, I hate to keep blaming myself on this retrograde, but it's like I am like I, I, I get really spacey and mentally my my thoughts are like literally like being juggled like this and I cannot focus it on pull them down. It. Yeah, it must be like um what um <clears throat> what do they call it? Um ADHD or whatever, you know, mm. it must be what that feels like because it is really frustrating for me and I have to keep reminding myself this is not normal for me. You mm. know, this is something that's going on. I just got to relax, breathe, let it pass. Oh, um, yeah. So I, I'm sure there are some stories because I can relate to that. I just can't think specifically of what what happened, but I will share something that's very important to me very okay. intimate to me and it's something that i just recently sort of realized about myself and it was a deep seed and once again i don't look at any of these seeds that were planted as as negative or anything like that at the time i definitely received this as um I wouldn't even say negative because the feeling I had, I was about eight, 
nine, ten around that age. I can't remember. Uh, but I was young, but I was crushed. You know mm. what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. Like when you say the word negative, I don't. So I'll just I'll say it from now, from this point where I am now. I don't look at that or this story that I'm about to tell now um, or anything or any lesson, any life lesson as negative because it's a lesson. And if I know it's a lesson, I'm aware that it's a lesson. That mean right. I am currently working on it or I've worked on it and got past it. That is definitely a plus. So it's positive now. So I can't, I can't even look at it as that it's, it's a lesson and mm-hmm. you, you keep it moving. So um, I had some insecurities about my body. Um, always had it about my body. Nothing that may pop into somebody's head right away. But for me, you know, it's equivalent to, I guess, the like the bulimic girl or, yeah. you know what I mean? The girl that goes and she's already skinny and she's got a model's body. But um, when she looks in that mirror, right, she, she doesn't like what that. she see. Yeah. So she's making herself throw up and do all this stuff. So I can definitely relate to that sort of that personality. I never went to the extreme with something like that, but mm-hmm. hear me out. So I was young. I was, I was, uh, like I said, I can't remember exactly how I was. We'll just say between eight and 10. And um, it was the last time I seen my father. So we went to go visit him um, in Alabama. My mom took us down there to see him. It was the only time I ever remember my mom being in Alabama <laughs> ever. <laughs> she took us down there to see my dad. And uh, we were staying with my grandfather. And, you know, everything is good. Like, all I wanted as a kid was to see my mom and my dad together because they hadn't been together since I was a baby. So it was something that I did not right. even, you know, remember. So that's where that's where it was at in my head. So I'm just in a state of bliss. You couldn't tell me sh- nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you couldn't tell me nothing, man. And um, you know, I remember being there and all this stuff. We're at my grandfather's house, and my grandfather always spoiled the hell out of us. So of course, we went to the store. We just bought up a bunch of groceries. Told my granddad I wanted pickles, so he gets a jar this big. You know, my mom's just the opposite. Very frugal. You know what I mean? Plus, we she was frugal on top of being poor. You know what I mean? So it's like right. anybody had that type of parent. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so never have I ever. You know, we used to sell candy, so we would buy big things of pickles like that, and we would sell them. Right. Uh, but never had I ever had a, a jar that big for myself and my my brother or whatever. So just spoiled the crap out of us, and we just. Just I'm just setting the vibe. This is the mood. I'm just just in bliss. So the only thing is missing. So my um my stepsister comes over. She she comes to visit. You know she's talking on the phone. I'm just like man, just taking it all in. And so my dad comes over, and it's this sense of anticipation. Like you know, this is my hero and all this stuff. And I go in a room and I give him this big hug and it's just like this moment. And man, it just felt great, you know, and they're in there and they're talking or whatever. And, you know, we just, 
mingling and doing all this stuff. Yeah. So us kids, we just go into the next room and we uh, watching TV or whatever while the adults talk. And I overhear my dad tell my mom, he's so small. Oh, wow. Why, why is he so, he's like, why is he so small? You know? And I overheard it, like I said, because I'm probably like ear hustling at the door anyway, because yeah. it's just like, I'm excited to see my dad. And I know that, you know, my dad loved me to death. He loved all his kids. And and I know he didn't mean it like that because he didn't even say it like that. But right. the way it hit me. Yeah, like something was wrong with you. I was crushed. Oh, wow. Because here it is, This he was a quarterback, you know what I mean? He was like built like a damn, you know what I mean? Like he was an yeah. athlete. He, he's a man's man. He's a man's man. You know, six feet two, I think he was. Just, you know, he was he was that guy. So he looking at, you know, his only son to right. be, you know, in his image. And here I was, like I, I had to be at least 10 or something like that, you know, at that age where you start to kind of spring up. You're right. And um and I felt like I had disappointed him. Yeah. And the worst thing about it was there was nothing I can do about it. Right. You just, just I'm a kid. Like, why wouldn't I'm I? I'm a kid. Small? You know what I mean? <laughs> like me and my uh, my stepsister, we were the same age. Her birthday, I think, is in January. And uh, mine's in April. We're born the same year. So she was either like probably a little bit taller than me or the same height. Mm-hmm. And she's a girl, you know what I mean? Right, so, right, right, right. I'm thinking about all, all. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking about all of this stuff. That created, that was a seed of insecurity that was mm-hmm. planted really nice and deep into my soil. And I knew it hurt. I knew it felt some type of way. I didn't show it. And um, even after that, it was just like, oh, whatever. You could tell. It was still on his mind, but he just, you know, he just got over yeah. it or whatever. And I get it as an adult now because I'm a father and it was just the opposite for me. I see my kids after this bullshit ass pandemic, you know what I mean? And they sprouted out. They like taller than me. Damn, they're both of them, you know. Um, so it was just the opposite. So I get it. You miss a, a, a period of time in your child's right. life and life don't you just right you just you don't pause. development like, yeah what's going on it don't pause i'm still i'm like gotta catch myself talking to my daughter like she little little like yeah you know you're a young lady now so it i get it i totally get it you know as a parent so i know he didn't mean it in that way like i said i, I felt like then he didn't mean it that way he didn't know i was listening but in his head, he expected right. me to be this little stud that I was not. So, like I said, it just created this this sense of, you know, insecurity within myself that I carry with me into uh, my teenage years and even adulthood with my body. I wasn't enough. You know, I would I would work out. I would play sports. I would do music. It didn't matter what the hell I did. It didn't matter how many people told me how good I was. Right. I was not. I was not enough. I was never enough for myself. Right. Because I was the only one holding this standard, 
he passed away not too long right. after and that. So then it's unresolved as well. It's unresolved because he so was there's a, never. That's the last time I saw him. Right. That's the last time I saw him. That was so my lasting impression. Anything else in? There. Absolutely. I even yeah. thought about that as a young adult. I wonder if I had brought that to him. Knowing me, I probably would. If I had yeah. brought that to him years later. And I was thinking to myself, like, yeah, I would say it. So now the wonder was what his response would be and all this stuff. Or he could have just ended up affirming you on his own. Like, you know, in the course of your life. Yeah. Being able to tell you yeah. that. Without the he, conversation. You, without me bringing right. it up. Yeah. Without you bringing it up. Like, you lived up to all my expectations. Like, I'm yeah. so glad you're my son. Like, it's, it's just all of that was missed. Yeah. All of that. So that that makes it even worse. And, you know, it, it was it's the story of my life. I've been just kind of left to figure things out for myself. I've always been in this in this type of situation. And I can, you know, giving kudos to myself, which I don't I don't do too often. I can definitely say I am. Yeah, I am. That person that can figure this shit out. You know, I am that person that can't work through it. And here I am doing it right now. And I'm talking about it and I'm putting it on this platform so that other people could listen to this. This is why we vent all of this personal shit on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Because hopefully somebody can listen to this and reach deep enough within themselves and not only find their deeply planted seeds, that they didn't even know was seized. They didn't even know was a thing until they heard these right. two random folks talking about it on this podcast. And they started looking deep within themselves and like, damn, you know what? I do feel some type of way about my eyebrows. Well, let me see. Why you say eyebrows? It's random as hell. I don't know. Random as hell. I don't have any. <laughs> see? Yeah, well. <laughs> That it was totally random. I was not reading. I wasn't, I wasn't reading. Are you sure? I'm positive because okay. when I said it, I saw bushy brows. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you weren't reading me then. Yeah, wasn't you? <laughs> oh, but yeah, you know, it was like, and, and it's every little thing. Other when you tell other people about it, they might think it's like the silliest thing, right. you know. But and and you know, to you, it's like the biggest thing in the world. It's yeah. a huge issue. Like I said, I had plenty of people tell me like I was good at this and good at that, and they admire me at this. I heard them, but I didn't feel them, right? Because that's that's not what was in there. Yeah, you know, all of that stuff is trying to override all these unresolved things that we don't we don't till the soil. We're not going in there uprooting. These things that are not helpful, I won't say negative, but these things that don't necessarily foster a good garden. It's a little messy and we don't ever really clean it up. We don't. We don't figure out who put it in there because a lot of the times, all of the time, (laughs) it's not us. We get started and they start our garden. We don't start our garden. Yeah. They do. Society does. Parents do. Our parents, yeah. Teachers. Yeah. Other kids. Experiences. All of those things 
are in the garden. And then you get in your 20s or you become an adult. You start having kids. And now you trying to put seeds in them that came from somebody else. It's funny you said that. When I was in the car on the way home tonight from work, I thought about this. This is something that I've been wanting to say for a while, but I didn't have the end part, just the beginning part. So I'm really big on respecting kids, respecting their space, respecting their opinions. As a child, I wasn't listened to. I was the youngest of three. Mm-hmm. And I was usually always the youngest in the house. I've always had a very mature way of thinking, and I knew I did. And when I would have a strong opinion about something, nobody, like they were literally, man, get your young ass, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I would literally get that. And it pissed me off so bad. Because, like, how would you know you're this age? How do you know? But I knew, you know, clairvoyance is knowing, like, you know what I mean? Like, I knew. Yeah. So I want to challenge people. I want to challenge adults. And before I make this challenge, I want to say what I was originally going to say. I like to jump from topic to topic, or I do that, you know. Um, What I was going to say was when we're kids, we hate when adults tell us, or like basically put us in a little box. Like mm-hmm. we don't know what the hell we're talking about. Kids look at adults. When we talk about certain things, they look at us and they act as if we've never been a kid before. And it's a, it's a fact that we've all, every adult on this planet has been a kid. Has been a child. It's been a child at some point, but the kids are only kids and they have never been adults. But this is the mind-blowing shit right here. We as adults talk to our kids like they're not going to be adults one day. That's very true. They don't get explanation. I didn't grow up in that era of, it was the I said so era. Yeah, that's the bullshit era, yeah. It's the I said so. And I don't, I don't have children, but I am helping my sister. We all are. Raise my niece. And it's been a very beautiful thing to watch her do that because she decided not to do it the way that it was done, you know, for us. Kudos. So she gets explanations about why things are happening. Mm -hmm. Um, She's learning accountability right now. (laughs) Things we didn't learn. So I was 32. My sister was in her late 20s. My brother is learning now in his 30s. Um, She's learning now. And it's (laughs) an open conversation about Cause I'm like you're a, you're you're not a little adult, but you're gonna be an adult. Like we're here to make sure that you succeed when, as when, an adult. As a as a parent or as an adult that's raising a child, your duty and responsibility is to groom this child. Yes. To eventually be an adult, but we act, we talk to them and treat them like they're like kids forever. Always gonna be telling them what to do. Yeah. Like it's you need dumb to, as hell. You, you gotta sort this out. Like, you've got to learn how to start sort things out, speaking up now. And nobody wants to be spoken back to as an adult. But then you have to check yourself. Am I really that out of control that I need to yell at this child for asking me why? It's all about control. You want to control when I, Yeah. When I could just simply tell why. 
And you can always have boundaries, rules, consequences, because that's life. Right. But if you ask me why, I'm going to tell you why. And it's not just because I said so. And that, and this may be because I, I feel like <laughs> feel like having this so much. This may be a whole nother topic. This may be, need to be. be a whole nother conversation. Yeah, but I, yeah, definitely do. I have really strong opinions about that because I can I can almost hear my peers biting back at me with this with this topic. Yeah. And I, I will mean, but, go, yeah, we bite. Back. You can't tell me you don't bite back at yourself. Sometimes, like, well, you know what? Sometimes it is because I say so. Yeah. Sometimes it is just no because you're not going to understand why. But I can, I'm like, well, I can at least not insult her intelligence and try to explain it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I think it's really lazy as a parent if you cannot. Sometimes there's been times where I had to go and research what the hell I was going to say to this child. I'm dead ass. Like I, I I had to go and research, and I, I remember talking to my my son's mom, and may have been uh, he may have been the only child at that time, but I remember talking to her and saying, "It's okay to tell him." I'll get back to you on this one. Right, I don't know let's on this subject. Out let's find yeah, out. let's let's figure this yeah. one out. I don't know exactly what I want to say, but I will respond to you. I told him that one time. I did the proper research because I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to say. I wish I could remember the topic, but (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I left him on pause or whatever, but I gave him an answer at some point and I responded to it, but it's challenging. We are so lazy as parents. It's so easy to say, because I said so, go sit your ass down, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of times the kids are being annoying. And you know what I mean? But there's, there's genuine times where, you know, like, damn, should I give like a, a you know a, a better response than this and right you know because once again our jobs as parents is to groom our children to eventually be adults adults and responsible parents we, we don't can be accountable but then they never see parents being accountable yeah we don't we don't necessarily do that like, ourselves that it, don't, it don't make sense what's that that make i want my child to be calm are you ever calm in the presence of your child <laughs> get your ass down Y'all running around doing this. Da, da, da. Yeah, it don't make sense. Do you meditate with them? Do you sit with them? Do you teach them these things that you want them to know? Where well, you think they're gonna get it from? Yep. Just gonna fall out the fucking sky, hit them in the head when they turn 18? No, no, we throw them in front of a TV. <laughs> we throw them in front of a TV or an electronic device to learn all their lessons. And then get mad at the seeds that we let somebody else put in our garden. Yep. And deny the ones that we put in there. Oh yeah, I didn't put that weed over there. Yes, you did. What the fuck, you did? man? See, I'm a, <laughs> almost said some too personal stuff right there. Like, well, I almost went in real quick. Well, I'm, I'm gonna have my phone blowing up. But uh, yeah, that's real. That's real. I don't hold back too much on here, but it's like when it comes to other people, I try not to. Yeah, saying if, if it's not if it's not in the best like I try to keep my mouth closed. Yeah, you know, just, I would just want somebody to do the same for me. That's the only reason because I, I know it's some shit I've done. <laughs> That's not right. You know, when my bag was packed <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying not to look at it over there. You know, so I just I try to remember that. That's just a bag for them that they haven't unpacked yet. 
It's yeah. really that simple. Not all the bags are unpacked. It's just that one. And I'm, I'm I can I can let that go in their room. Now you're not gonna bring it over here. But this is your room. That's fine. You'll unpack it when you're ready. Yeah, you I respect gotta, people enough to do that. You got to give everybody their time and their space to to grow. You know, on their own. Yeah, to, you, to you sit down in their garden. Yeah. Don't be standing over them telling them, "Oh no, you need to take that out." They get to choose. And if they never make it to that point, it's their it's their life to live. That's they walk. I don't have to go with them. Yeah, I don't have to combine luggage. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't have to say, oh, give me that shirt. It looks like it can't fit in there. I'll take it. Because that's what we do. Yeah. And we don't want to admit that that's what we do. And then we get mad that our bag is even more full. But you went and took that. You added that to that. They didn't ask you to do that. Between unpacking and garden shit. Tag. <laughs> yeah. Tired. Tired. Um, so... Let's close this one out because we've been going for a nice little minute. Okay. But, you know, I really hope that people here between the, you know, the garden and the the unpacking or whatever, there's a lot of lot of real substance in between these lines. And I hope that, you know, the right person or people that need to hear this really hear it, really get the mm-hmm. message behind it. And um, like I said, I, I would love to just sort of spark something within somebody that's listening to take a good look at their own seeds yeah. and, and see what was planted and start figuring out things about themselves. Because when you get to that that point of discovery where you really recognize something yeah. and then you find a root cause mm-hmm. and when that seed was planted, like I said, I just share something very personal that I, I, I haven't even shared that with family that was like my dad man like my dad me as a kid like that was super personal you know and like i said with the hopes of somebody hearing that and being it and it resonating on some sort of level it could be a totally different situation but if you get it you get it and i pray that somebody somebody gets it so it's out there and also all of the stories that we shared from yours to mine, you know, but do you have anything else to, to add on there? Like I said, I, it was important for me to, to throw that out there about the kids because uh, you got a lot of good, talented, smart ass kids out here oh, that yeah. just get they smarter than we were stifled. Oh. Yeah. Evolution. I don't care what nobody said. Kids it's are, everything to, evolves. It's supposed to be that way. It's supposed they, to be that way. They're supposed to push us. Damn right. They're supposed to make us be better than we had and better than we were. They're supposed to do that. Absolutely. They're supposed to say, no, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. You know what? It's not good enough. No, you can't do that because it's not a safe environment and I don't want you in it. And you need to learn the difference between safe and not safe. And I'm trying to help you see that. So no, you can't go. And that's why you can't go. I hope knowing why it makes you feel better, but you still can't go. (laughs) And that's okay. There's going to be places you can't go. You can't go everywhere. That's a lesson you need to learn, too. Yeah. Definitely. But it can be done with love and it can be done with an explanation. If I had any advice for gardening, it would be roses are beautiful, right? 
Yeah. They're gorgeous. So are tulips. So are daffodils. Figure out what you want in your garden. Because roses are nice, but I prefer tulips. There is absolutely nothing wrong with realizing that what was grown in your garden is not to your taste, but that don't make it wrong. Christianity is a gorgeous, gorgeous orchid. But it's a flower I would rather not maintain. So I took it out of my garden. That don't mean I need to step on it. That don't mean I can't acknowledge that it's gorgeous. It's just not for me. It's not something I would like in my garden. I can look at my neighbor's yard and say, damn, those orchids look good. And maybe she don't like roses because of the thorns, but I absolutely think they're worth it. Figure out what you like in your garden. And if there's something in there that you don't like, it doesn't necessarily make it bad. Maybe it's just not for you. And you have dominion and authority to uproot it and plant something you want there. But you 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 got to do work to even figure out if you like orchids. How did this orchid even get here? That's the question we got to ask. And if you don't like it, you have full permission from God to remove it from yourself. And take your time. That's what you're here to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good point. As always, very good point. Um, Well, I will take us out. Um, We hope you got something from this episode. Uh, We definitely get something out of expressing ourselves. So we appreciate everyone for listening and viewing. If you're viewing or if you're listening to this on a podcast, um, then um, you can watch it. You can watch the episode on rumble.com slash user slash the damn podcast, D-A-M. And um, you can watch you can watch the visuals on there. We have every single episode on Rumble mm-hmm. and you can watch it. This hopefully will be uploaded on uh, Friday. I've been very consistent with the Thursday uploads and I'm not going to blame anything else on the retrograde. I'm not. I'm just going to say <laughs> I wasn't able to do it on Thursday. It is. Uh, yeah, it is now. <laughs> Oh, it's Friday already? Yeah, it is now Friday. So this is definitely not getting uploaded on Thursday. But look for uh, new episodes every Thursday. I will try my best to be consistent with that. I appreciate the understanding and the patience with that. You know, this is, there's no team behind this. This is Team G. <laughs> so that's my next introduction on a, on a, on a episode 13, probably. <laughs> Yes, I like you to meet my marketing team, me. Yeah, exactly. My sponsor, me. Me. <laughs> the star, me. <laughs> but um, Vanity, cannot thank you enough. You always come through, and um, we always have a blast. Definitely appreciate you coming through and um, sharing this topic with me. No problem. Thank you for inviting me back. Definitely. Appreciate it. Even though I'm awkward sometimes. Hey, we all awkward. 
We all awkward sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, doing what I can. Sometimes. But come on back for the next episode. Like I said, uh, every Thursday, new episode is uploaded. I'm trying my best to be consistent. And with that said, we love y'all. And we out. Ta-ta. That's it.